Anchor, Anchor, Anchor. This is the best platform to use for podcasting. They have everything that you need in one place. If you know me, then you know that I'm not tech savvy. I didn't know how to record. I didn't know how to edit. I didn't know how to do anything. But Anchor is so simple and easy to use. And you can make money. So if you are a podcaster or thinking about creating a podcast, Anchor is the way to go. If I didn't have Anchor, there wouldn't be a Disaster Dating 101 podcast. Right now, download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey ladies, I know you guys love, love, love clothing that makes you feel good. Make sure you check out the luxury African-inspired clothing brand Rayma, based out of Toronto. Order today at www.rahyma.com. Use discount code podcast101 and save 15%. I love this brand and I know you guys will love it too. Again, that was www.rahyma.com. Check it out and save on your next order. So how are you doing? What's happening? <laughs> Nothing. How are you? You know, sitting here, waiting. <laughs> it's, a, it's a new week, new day. I'm getting better. Okay? Old habits. I'm looking for change behavior. I, I, I am changing. <laughs> changing. A change is definitely going to come. I don't know when, but it's going to come. I, I told you, I'll take you as you is. But better I, or for I, worse. I'm a work <laughs> in progress. What's going on though? You have a good week? Um Yeah, I had a good week. Um wrapping up the semester, almost done with school. Mm. After this semester, I'm an official, official senior and the anxiety is like hitting me hard. Man, please. <laughs> I know. At this point, like you just try you should be trying to get this shit over with. I know, but I don't know. It's- I ain't got, I ain't, listen, I did three masters. I ain't had time for anxiety. Okay? So. And that's the thing, too, as soon as I finish up, going out for my masters. So, yeah. I mean, but you can do that way less, way more efficient than you're doing this thing right now. You know that, right? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Mm. But I'm excited about today's topic. I'm not. Why not? That shit triggering as fuck. <laughs> now, be honest you know with you. And that's where the issue is. Be honest with you is. Like, guys, I'm about to be real vulnerable. This this topic is triggering as fuck. Go ahead. I I mean, I don't even like to really talk about it because even me as a black woman saying some women or referring to, these are the topics that I don't like. These are... Because y'all don't think this shit happens. Y'all think it's okay. Well, I don't, and that's where I have the issue. No, is no that- matter, no matter if your grandma ran the house, she would never speak to your grandfather the way people, the way women speak to men now, yo. That is true. So I guess, are you ready? <laughs> I think so, man. We keep my therapist on speed dial real quick, yo. We gonna we gonna have to unpack some shit after this. Go I ahead, a dollar therapist. All right, here we go. <laughs> Welcome to Disaster Data 101. I'm Natasha Renee. And I'm Antoine. Come join this disastrous journey where we talk about 
our dating horror stories, real issues, and how we can work through these issues in today's society. And today's episode is Sticks and Stones Can Break My Bones and Words Do Hurt. Words hurt, mommy. They, they <laughs> definitely hurt. So, I came up with this topic um, due to, it won't be current now, but if you guys haven't gone to our YouTube page. Here's my tea. We we, uh, did a segment where we broke down Joe Button and um, Kevin, I can't think of his name right now. Samuels. Yeah, Samuels episode that they had on Joe Button's podcast. And the one thing that he talked about on there, he mentioned women and how women talk, how black women talk to black men. And can you uh, talk a little bit about that real quick? <laughs> so what he mentioned was, he said that um, in most times in conversation, uh, women uses what they call sign language. Okay. Sign language broke down to... First, they start with shaming you. Okay. Once they can't shame you, they insult you. Once they once insulting doesn't happen, they move on to guilting you. Okay. And then it and it revolves around the last letter N, meaning the need to be correct. Right. And what he said was that <clears throat> if you put a room you can put four men in a room and I asked all four of them for directions to the same place. I would get four different directions, but they all would get me to where I need to go. If I asked that question and I had my person in the room with me and I asked her which way I should go, she's not looking at it as the outcome as the man is. She needs her route to be the one that's correct. And when I listen to that part, I as much as and it's not that I disagree with you, Kevin. I mean, Samuels. most people straight up like to just shoot the down like he's not talking. It's like he said, it's the way it's presented. And it sounds harsh, but it's a harsh reality. If if we want to be brutally honest. And the thing that I don't like with some women and usually black women, is that they do talk down on men. You see it when they're out. They will curse somebody out and call Let's call you. a spade a spade. <laughs> Y'all don't need us anymore. At least you say. At least you make us feel that way. I, 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 need, I need... Y'all don't need us. I do. Me, I do. I, I do. <laughs> I don't you know, know about them, but I do. And, and when we're talking about words hurting... I guess, you know, it's funny. There's this, there's this one image, right, where they were saying, like, a woman's drowning, right? And somebody yells to her and says, you're so strong. And, and instead of pulling her up while her hands was un, up above the water, she's drowning, they gave her a high five, mm-hmm. right? Women, Black women are tired of being told that they're so strong. Well, who the fuck has been the strongest over here? Right, because we you could be strong and still express emotion. We had to be strong, devoid of emotion. 
But then some women are being taught to avoid emotion also. I mean, if you're not emotionally available, you're not going to, you're definitely going to avoid emotion. That's, I mean, I think women can better understand when they're emotionally unavailable more than men can. But I think a lot of us are clocking out and we aren't emotionally available. I do have a friend and when her and I talk about relationships and it hurts because I was like, dad, she, she's gone and she is not coming back. Like, But here's she, the thing. She blames us for that. Definitely. Definitely. What, what do we do? What? Where is there any self-accountability in that? We don't accept accountability, but that's where the issues are. And, and I can admit that in the beginning, I will say when I had. No, no, no. That, I don't want you to agree with me. on I want you no, to fight me I'm on saying, this. I said, I know for me, when I would have a bad relationship, it was always the guy. It was something that they did. It wasn't my fault. It was him, 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 him. Guys, some guys, but you know, me not being the typical person, I always give people chances. But there are people who will not. That when did one you figure bad this out? apple, huh? When did you figure this out? When did I figure it out? When did that you figure this out? When did you have this huge epiphany that you can't keep you can't just keep blaming us? Because this this toxic culture that we're in between black men and women has come from the blame game in which we have carried that load for a while. Say, so we like, don't do nothing right. We don't protect y'all. We ain't taking care of the homes. We ain't paying for shit. We ain't going on vacation. We ain't paying for vacations. We asking y'all for half. Some do. Not saying all, but some guys do. It's a partnership. I know. I know that, but the let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. There was a period in my in my childhood where the person I saw as my grandfather, right? Understood who ran his house. He knew who made sure the house was running to the world my grandmother made sure everyone knew he ran the house but we're now in, we're, in, we're in Sears we're in Sears grandma gonna buy a new refrigerator right me and granddad go get some ice cream. Let her go. Comes back. Looks at two refrigerators. Picks one. Grandma running around the store looking for refrigerators. Looking at all the different refrigerators, right? My grandma says, hey, man, we're going to be here for a second. He'd already picked the one he buying. <laughs> Let her... Offer up all these options. She knew which one he was going to get. Right? It was an understanding. It was and power. It was power sharing. It really was. It was made to look one-sided, but it was power sharing. And respect was there. Where do I see respect these days in the way respect that... Respect is completely gone. I, it, it is. I don't it's see gone. none. It, it, there's no respect. Like yeah. I was saying. I, I saw when... I saw a post today. Just today. I saw a post today that said men 
men aren't fighting bobcats for women. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I mean, like, is is there any day where I don't have to be inundated by by black women telling me how I failed to measure up? I get that oh, from boy, the outside world. I get that from the outside world. So now my peace, my beacon, you you what? You the other, you the other storm I gotta fight all the time. We don't do nothing right. Y'all don't need us into the snow outside. Or until you get a flat tire. Oh, you don't, you don't, you don't need us. Until you need grout redone in your house. <laughs> now nigga gotta be handy. Where the handyman at? He that same five, five, six nigga you won't date. He handy as fuck. <laughs> That's why I said, what what are we comparing? Or... I have no idea. <laughs> Cause I'm trying I to I mean, the there's there's things that say that men are too busy chasing um the ideas of what white success looks like. Um, and that's unfortunate, you know, because one of the interesting things that he's, he did say in that interview was before 1965, the African-American race was 85% married. Yeah. So what happened? Uh, we, we talked about this and mm -hmm. I, and as Through far the as, Times in America, any, we came, to, we came together. Data, I mean, I my personal opinion, I felt like was the war during that time. No, they they definitely systematically took us out the homes. And and then after the war, it was that big thing of drugs. And Left y'all to fend for yourselves. Yes, and even with and even if you take the men out, and if we're we're talking about that, that became the era when grandma was taking care of the kids and mom was being removed out the house also. I mean, listen, we, we don't, we don't, we don't listen. We don't got time to break down. I know. I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm not saying, saying it. No, no, I'm not saying it in the sense of not here tonight. We don't have time in our regular day-to-day -day conversations to break down just how systematically they understood that the power was in our black homes and that's what they attacked. Right, they killed Martin as soon as he he figured that shit out. Right, as soon as he understood the economic cost of segregation and racism, start talking about the money and black families, you know, couldn't have that again. Right, yeah. so they 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 went about us a few different ways that we never saw coming. Now what happened was okay, women and, and my mother, my mother. My mother, black, strong mother who had to raise me on her own. I get it. I get it. Right? You got used to not needing a man. And where you were in your life, the men that you were probably in contact with were probably pieces of shit. And sometimes you got lonely and you made bad decisions based on that. I get it. And it started to tear away at how you you saw us as whole. I'm just saying we are not flawed. Most men are. Hell, all men are at some point. They're flawed. Just like you are. I was going to say, every, but everybody is. But can we just 
stop for a second. And can y'all be just the one population that's not beating on us as black men? Just one. Can we get one demographic to stop beating on us? And and we'll we'll focus on how how do we make this right in part two, but we go back to verbal abuse, right? Even if we take on both sides, yes, verbal abuse women verbally abusing men and also men verbally abusing women. I mean, it, it comes on both we sides. We know about that. They got whole yeah. shows dedicated to that. Okay? But like, you hear about some shit that a woman did to a man and it's almost like he it's a, he a punk for reporting it. Exactly. So, so why is that? Why is it right for... And it's not right because I've seen women... The stereotype in, still being played out. Because I've seen women talk down on their kids in, in the stores. And it's like, I hurt hearing some of these women talk to their kids and yell at them and try to make them feel inferior. And these are little... You, little... you guys, you guys have... Equipped, I'm sorry. Women have equipped themselves. Some, not all. With the... With, with, the best get out of jail free cards for accountability, yo. And what's that? Anything y'all feel. Simple as that. You feel it? That's law. But they, I, I think that they feel that way because they feel like, well, we've been through this much, and which is not right. And we I'm not used saying, to go through this together. I, and and that's the thing. What the like? Why do I'm you saying, think? Why do you think? And I'm going to catch hell for this and I don't give a shit. Why do y'all think y'all hell is different from our hell when we used to go through the same hell together? Because at the end of the day, man or woman, in this motherfucking country, we're black. That's true. Period. Right? We couldn't even celebrate. And by the time y'all hear this, we couldn't even celebrate the guilty verdict without a motherfucking 16-year-old black girl getting shot. In the same hour. Same hour. So, why well, I don't understand why black women decided to fall into white feminism. We used to be in this together. And I would like that to go back to that. Because at the end of the day, it is just us against them. And not you against me. No, I, I, I again... These are things that I definitely agree with, but if I'm playing devil's advocate, the the reason we feel this way is because you guys left us in the. I don't trust us. We we taking care of these kids. You don't trust us. No, we don't. We don't. Again, we don't, and that's why we do the things that we do. That's why we feel that we have a right to talk down on you because you left us in this position. No, we're the ones who we didn't leave you. We didn't leave you. We went to fight wars for you. We went to we went to march in our communities for you and our children. We fought against the system, and the system came and got us. But he he mentioned it. If you one of my favorite movies, and I'll talk about what he has said in the interview. One of my favorite movies is Claudine. 
And as much as I like it, it's kind of the reality of what was going on. You had a single mom. How many kids did she have? A lot. A lot. <laughs> all, all, you know, none of them had the same dad. Then James Earl Jones come in and like the oldest ones, he ain't going to stay around. You know, it, it was the reality of what they see coming in and out their houses. And then the daughter gets pregnant. You know, and you just see the system repeats the cycle. In order to get welfare, the man can't be in the house. Can't be in, the in house. order to get housing, the man can't be in the house. And like he said, we chose the money, but it wasn't as simple as that sounds as us choosing the money. I mean, it that's, was survival. That's, it, 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 when you put it without context, it does sound very trivial. It, it was about survival. But again, <clears throat> none of that at this point of day, given everything we know, should be still being held against us. As 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 a black man, I can tell you that I don't feel like you need us. Period. So if you feel that way, right? And other men feel that way, that's where I feel we clash because if you guys feel that we don't want you guys and if you feel like we we don't want you and women feel like i can do it without you why are we even in these relationships like how how do we come together if in the back of your head you feel some type of way and and she feels another way because everybody's still trying i mean we're trying but But, here's the thing we're we're not communicating we're not having these type of conversations we're not having these conversations um and again, we we a, a lot of us still are not owning up to our shit. We're we're not we're still trying, but we're not coming into those situations whole. We're still battered and bruised. And and that's where I know I feel the issue is we're coming into all these relationships. We're all scarred, and we're not allowing ourselves to heal. We're not going through the process of going through therapy because a lot of black people don't believe in going through therapy. And well, I mean, that's the that's a I mean shit, the amount of PTSD and and all of us. You you too, you know, oh, women, yeah, you know, listen, did they don't understand something that's traumatic is watching your dad get handcuffed and dragged out the house on his drawers. That that's trauma. Two generations now. Automatic. One night you affect two generations. Because you affect him and his child. That's true. I mean, I've been in two drive-by, well, one drive-by shooting. And then when I went to the pool, i never forget, we had a pool down the street from our house. The first time my parents let us go to the pool, um, the community pool in Cleveland. And the guy got kicked out and came out, came back and started shooting. Mm. And and to know that like I'm 12 at that time mm-hmm. and we're in the bathroom hoping that we don't get shot and killed and then trying to figure out how do we get home and if we walk home because we don't have nothing because people, you know, we're trying to get home and to tell my aunt, yeah, they started shooting at the pool like it's regular. 
Yeah, they was shooting at the pool. No, no, no type of therapy, counseling, nothing to talk they about how you feel, pool. how you process it, none of that shit. Conversation. Remember, remember when when y'all went to the pool and they were shooting at the pool? Oh, that's yeah, how we talk about it. Yo, that shit was we wild. About it. Remember, right. my cousin Terrence left us. Remember, Terrence was at the house. We were sitting there looking for him. Ha ha ha! Why are we laughing about this? this laughing at our trauma. Laughing. laughing at our trauma. That's how we have been conditioned to process it until we actually go get the work done. We just laugh at it like it's a funny story. And we normalize it. It's it's normal. I, it, I'll never forget when I moved from Cleveland to Pennsylvania. It was a huge culture shock to me because I went from staying in one area, living in what, dealing with things that children shouldn't even have to deal with. Like I couldn't even go two houses down because of if we could get shot or somebody can do something and harm us where now I'm in the suburbs. I can go anywhere I want. So then, all right, so check this out. So we, we acknowledge that, you know, we got our baggage. Everybody got their baggage. Everybody need to work on that. We, you know, we, we talk about therapy here. Get that therapy. Please um, get therapy. But like, all right, so say like people get therapy, some people don't. Again, can I don't think we'll ever even be able to get to a calm. All right. I use this example a lot. And it's the, it was the end of apartheid, right? And everybody thought that the end of apartheid was going to be like this bloody battle, like this just this just this reckoning, right? And uh Mandela and all the other heads came together and they came up with that that uh, truth council. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Now the truth council was supposed to start the healing process because everybody who had something to do with the system had to come forward and talk about how they contributed to the system. Right? They had to state their part in it. We will never have the conversations we need to have because... There's a subsection of a population that don't think their behavior is a problem. They believe their behavior is a direct correlation of what they've been through. They believe their behavior is them exhibiting strength. They believe their behavior justifies whatever they do, even in the way they communicate with a man. Okay? It's a tough thing to hear. And we have all we have come to a point where men have accepted the fact that you guys are just never going to own it. So we can never have the conversations we need to have if you can't come to the table and and explain the part you played. But nobody is going to admit fault. Why not? We have to do it all the time. There is always our fault when is it your fault it's pride we don't get to exhibit that i i remember when i did the episode um it's not you it's me and a guy sent me a message and he said he was so happy that i did that episode 
because I admitted fault and rarely do women admit and, that they and were. That, the and that email was just like seeing a rainbow. Every now and then you exhibited something that we wish we saw more of. But that isolated incident, you like you like one of the six blood clots from Johnson & Johnson. <laughs> fucking rare, okay? You're fucking rare. Like, that shit ain't happening every day. And the sad part is, there's a subsection of the female population that gets this huge epiphanies midway in their 40s. When life ain't been too kind, they really, really ready. They feel like life about to pass them by. All of a sudden, there's a grand awakening. And their interaction with men change. But some still try to hold on to that control also. It's that control. They're, they're such a slave to that clock. They have to they have to bend the need to control at some point. Trust me. When they're a slave to the clock that hard, they bend the need to control just as but fast as you fall. Just as fast as your 20 self, 20 year old self fell in like. But that's because, mm -hmm. like you said, the clock is ticking. You're lonely clock. at that point. You hear me say that? Fuck that clock. <laughs> You're lonely. So it's like, okay, well, I have to give in. And it's not even giving in, but but like you said, why should it be that way? Why why do we see things this way? For me, you mentioned apartheid. The one thing that I always refer to is Willie Lynch and the document that he made by separating the men from the house and taking them out the house. And I feel like it's even though how old that document is, why can't we break these traditional curses, as they say? Man, what are you talking about? Back in the day, a woman would never call the police for fear what happened to her husband. Nowadays, a girl come up to your job, cuts you all the way the fuck out when you owe her child support. Lose your job, you can't pay child support, now you in jail. Make it make sense. We used to protect each other, literally. Now you can hear a chick saying, I'll call your fucking PO and get your ass sent back up. That's a threat to a nigga that's been fucking already locked it's, down. But it's, it's Trigger. knowing that she has the control. Got to come to the table, man. We do. We 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 really do. And you ain't gonna get no likes on this one. You sure? Oh, I'm. I know I'm not. I I know I'm not. You ain't gotta agree with me because I'm just saying. Like y'all gotta come to the table. I'm standing tall in this one. No, no. I and and this is where it is, and that's why I said it. For me, that's always when I see women talk to men, or when I will work in certain places and see certain. And it's not all black women. I'll say that it's not all black women. But when I see this, it's like, okay, this is very embarrassing. Well, and this is it's not just the loud, obnoxious, obtuse ones. No, it's not. It's what they. It's say. the daily chipaways too. That's the part niggas don't talk about. The daily chipaways. From, from inside your own sanctuary. Right? Sometimes the worst thing she said ain't out in public. It's behind closed doors. It's behind closed doors. Oh, definitely. Telling you, probably telling you, you ain't nothing. You ain't, you ain't shit. shit. 
You ain't gonna be shit. You just like your daddy. Daddy ain't shit. (laughs) Just vile shit. And we're supposed to forget that. Matter of fact, here's a fucked up part about it. You think you could just quellish us with some ass and forget everything you just said. You think you could just, well, I'll just fuck him and he'll be all right. That's what you think of us? That's the best you can come up with? That that was before the apology? The actual words, I'm sorry that I said this? That's how they teach you how to apologize, right? We know it because we get taught about it. We get taught about apologizing all the time. I ain't heard an apology from a woman since cameras. It's been a minute. Well, I'm sorry if nobody told you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. And on that note. <laughs> <laughs> now I got to smoke. God damn, I'm triggered. Now, now we're going to break from part one and, you know, let our sponsors say and do what they have to do. And then we're going to go back to part two and also, you know, discuss, like you said, dealing with these relationships and your self-esteem or whoever and how it affects you mentally. And then how can we make this work and how can we fix this? Man, I don't know if I got the answer to that last one for real. I don't don't either, but we're going to try to help some other people out. We're going to try to figure it out. It may not be the right answer, but I think we got a good answer. So on that note, we're going to end part one and we will be back with part two. disaster dating listeners i know you guys may have heard me um mention this brand before but if you haven't checked out love accordingly clothing on ig you're definitely missing out so right now go to love underscore accordingly 215 on ig and place your order and tell them you listen to the disaster dating 101 podcast and you will save 20 percent off of your first order The quality is great and you're getting a discount, 20% off. That was love underscore accordingly, 215. I know you guys won't be disappointed, so check them out now. And we are back. And we're back. Two of sticks and stones can break my bones and words do hurt. Words hurt, mommy. (laughs) we we were talking about how women wanting control and you were saying as far as controlling situations and why 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 do we want this control why um i feel like personally i i feel like sometimes it comes with self-esteem you know or that verbal abuse that woman may be verbally abused before so it it Self-esteem is very important when it comes to these situations. Um, Even though we were talking about women, um, I can use an example for me when someone was verbal and and trying to control the situation. My big chop, my last big chop that I had, that was more of a control. Um, I dated a guy, we dated, and I was... He was very adamant about consistently saying how I looked, 
Um, when I would wear makeup, when I didn't wear makeup, he will always push. I want you to look natural. I understand that. Some guys do like natural. Guys do like natural. And I agree. But okay. this is us saying what we like. And, and, and I'm not disagreeing with that. Okay. But I had, I had been natural for over a year and I had my hair cut in the style that I liked. It was a style that I had been wearing for years, but I didn't wear it naturally. You and cut he, your hair and he had a problem, right? No. Hold on. It gets better because that's what you're thinking. Nope. I had a haircut like a whole style. And he every time I would see him, he was just like, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. You might as well just cut it all off. Oh, you cut it to be petty. No, I didn't cut oh. it to be petty. <laughs> I was like, whoa. He consistently say... I, you should cut it off. You should cut it off. And me thinking, I didn't really oh. want to cut my hair. One, but it was just, you know, I it was, was like, ingrained. huh? It was ingrained in there. It was, it was, it was definitely ingrained. And he would consistently say it. I don't like that look. And it was my hair wasn't bad. Everybody liked the hair hairstyle. He was like, you should just cut it all off. And I cut all my hair off. And when I cut it off, one day he made the comment that. Pretty women always get what they they want, and they don't have to ever want for things. So he was so persistent because he felt like if I get her to cut her hair, nobody's really going to look at her the way that they used to. Oh wow! But it it kind of backfired on him. But no, he pushed the haircut because. I always he felt like pretty women got what they wanted, and well, I he was trying. To, he was trying. He was he, you. You felt like he was trying to take your power away from you at that time. Yes, and that's I received that because that's fucked up, and that's, it is. And for up. and I've always cut. And everybody that knows me, I've always did like a big chop, but that one. That one, I was at, like, when I tell you my self-esteem was on, like, zero. How'd you, I can't even ask you how you got there, though. Because I don't want, I don't want nobody to say I'm victim blaming you. But how'd you get there with him? As far as the haircut or? No, no, as far as just the amount of the constant nitpicking that you never got tired of. Well, this was the one who I had came back to after I broke up with my ex. So I felt guilty. You allowed you allowed yourself to be punished. I did. Okay. I can I can I can understand that. I definitely had my period where I allowed myself to get verbally punished for two years too. Right. So, and I felt like it was it was me trying to exact my karma for the relationship I, I totally devalued. Right. So I'm gonna get this one right. I even used to tell her. I used to tell her, I said, you know what? That was the lesson. You're the test. Well, I fucking failed that too, obviously, because <laughs> here, I, here I am trying to apply the lessons. And I, I'm just it's 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 not good enough. Now here it is. I'm be, I'm beating my I'm allowing this to happen to me. I'm I'm taking this on the chin, right? But it's affecting me. It does. It's affecting me. And when she finally left for the last time, when she when she when she 
when she wanted us to, you know, get back into that union, and I had to pause. The pause was because for 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 two years you told me that you'll be willing to go. You left several times. You told me we want this, we want that. You prepared a whole life. You prepared my whole life for the day you left. So excuse me if I don't run right back to you. You you built me for this. And so even if we go back to the podcast, how we were comparing and how you have, what can you go back to the the C's or whatever the the acronym that he used. <laughs> oh, so when he was talking about um, sign, he said that yeah. he said that uh, women speak in sign language. So first, they shame you, and when they can't shame you, they insult you. When they can't insult you, they guilt you, and it's from a need to be correct. So you need. So the end is you need to be correct, right? Um, and and. Whether we want to admit that if that is applicable to all people, we'll, that's what we'll say. Everybody does that. Everybody yes. does that. Okay. Everybody does do that. But again, here we are owning that accountability, being forced to sh- eat that accountability. I'm sitting at this table of accountability by myself, right? Yes. Because you you do do that. Two men, right? You do. You shame us. You insult us. You guilt the fuck out of us, right? All because you you just need to be right sometimes. But not knowing what the- that's doing to us. Because here it is: you are the one bastion of peace that we have in this world. So when you come, when we come home and there's conflict at home, where do we go? That's true. Well, we'll go find peace, which is typically somewhere else that's not home. But your peace is supposed to be your home. Peace is supposed to be your home. I'm supposed to be providing you the home. I'm supposed to be out here doing everything to provide you the home. The the least you could do is fill it with peace. That's 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 what makes me worth being married to, right? I can provide you the life you need. So it, if I fall short on providing you the life you need, I'll never hear the end of it. No, and I was going to say you're going to be then, but, then, but then when I still provide you the life you need or want, whatever, need, want, I still don't get to come home to peace. One of the interesting things he said in that interview is he said, uh, an immigrant could come in this country, be a day, oh, laborer, yeah. be a day laborer, stand outside a Home Depot five, 10, eight hours a day, maybe work, maybe bring home $200. And his wife will still make his plate, sit him down and serve him food. I have to make $200,000 a year to get served. <laughs> the, the, big, the big piece of chicken. The big piece of chicken. 
the big piece of chicken, yes. But it, it goes back and I and, and I, no no no, but just to stay on our topic too. I'm sorry, just to stay on our topic, but yeah, and I gotta hear about it. Okay, you're gonna hear about it, right? Yeah, uh, what was it? Dead presidents. Oh, the chick that was messing with the pimp. That's the one you're talking about. That part. He, what because he came, he, came, he, came, he came home. He went to the war to be a man for her. Yeah. Raises he wants to raise his child. He's working. It ain't good enough. He ain't giving her what she needs. And he hearing it in the house. And eventually, this is an American drama series that first. <laughs> hey, Google, stop. Hey, Google, stop. Yo, my technology is so disrespectful. Yo. <laughs> Thanks, Asa. But I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, what I'm saying, like, that is people's reality. That's not just some shit that's in a movie. That's some people's reality. No, it's it's, it's real life. So we have to we have to we have to think about. I mean, and again, men have already been labeled as gaslighting, manipulative. Somebody said, so, okay. So for, for me, who doesn't know what a gaslighter is, because when I was putting the show together, I ran it past a friend and he was like, yeah, gaslighting. I was like, what is gaslighting? So please explain for, for me. Oh, uh, you ain't gonna make me seem like a gaslighter out here. <laughs> So, all right, basically, say you you come to me about something that, that is bothering you. Okay. Gaslighting is me putting the onus, keep putting the onus back on you. Okay. I mean, I could be getting this wrong. Well, let's let's look it up. I know. What I, would, I would I would I would I would ask my disrespectful technology, but the way that don't be just screaming. I don't know if there's an actual. Is there a ghetto definition for gaslighting? It may be uh, urban. Look, first one comes up: psychological abuse, where a person or group makes someone question their sanity, perception of reality, or memories. People experiencing gaslighting often feel confused, anxious, and unable to trust themselves. That goes back to self-esteem. So it's a, so a Jedi mind trick. But you that's that mental. You didn't, you didn't see me with that bitch. <laughs> but it, it, it goes back to controlling someone. Is controlling someone? I mean, but that's what, that's what that's what that's what verbal abuse and psychological abuse. Yeah. Is about. it's about control, right? Yes. So then, the the gender that has the biggest control issues <laughs> ain't came to the table yet. To talk about they need to be in control because their gaslighting would say, well, we've had to do so much for so long by ourselves. I, I, so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so now it's, it's just a, always a conversation of what came first, the chicken or the egg. And all the white people are doing is glad that we... We coming apart. We're, we have a disconnect. They yeah. they, like they fear. They fear the. They, if we come together, U.S. government fears the black family. Fears them. 
feared of what they can do, what they can create. We had towns. We had ecosystems and, and yeah. infrastructure. We had financial shit, and they burned that shit to the ground. Burned it down. And and somehow over all these years, through all the shit that we've been through and stayed connected, after they fucked us up chemically with the drugs and the mass incarceration, you guys never forgave us and never let us forget. What do he say? A man is villainized by his past. Even as he's trying to be better. Even as he's trying to make changes. Huh? We're taught that they have to do this. This is what this is what a man's supposed to do. This is what a man is supposed to do. Who else puts in the work? We gotta just do all the heavy lifting ourselves. We just get into a space where we can feel. We're just getting to a space where we can express. Y'all done stripped all the toxic male shit, so ain't it's no real no excuses left. You know, you're telling them that the old version of men is unacceptable. We can't even curse in our own barbershops no more. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> like all our safe spaces. Listen, all our safe spaces are being attacked. <laughs> And you're not creating any new ones. Your sex spaces are being removed. Right. It be a gentrification. It's being taken over. And you're not offering anything better. You're like these Republicans keep trying to strip Obamacare with no plan. Gentrification. No plan. Moving you out to safe space. Yo, when I speak about that particular ex-girlfriend, I know now that that pause simply came for the fact that I did not feel like I did not want to take any more verbal abuse. I okay. did not. I did not want to feel inadequate. I did not want to hear those things about my life. I had finally got to a point where I wasn't on survival mode, and I was really, really getting into living my life finally, like in a good, happy space. And I took on negative energy to to repay my karma for something that that I just didn't have the tools to handle in the first place. You know what I'm saying? And so when it was over that last time and I had to pause because it was too easy to just go back. When I had to pause, the pause was more like we didn't really address our issue. I don't want I don't want this heaviness no more. I don't I don't I don't want to feel like I promised myself that I was never going to allow myself to feel like I was impossible to love or I was too much to love. The same shit y'all tell yourselves. A man is saying this. Right? I didn't want to feel like that no more. So I couldn't run back to that at all. So here's my question, and, and we both admit it that we put our we put ourselves in these toxic situations because of karma, because of we're punishing ourselves. Why do you feel 
why can't we just accept that you know what i made a mistake i was wrong you don't say god forgive us why can't we forgive ourselves why do we have to put ourselves on punishment because the system is still working at pulling us apart we're not we're not on the same code no more we ain't been on the same code for years definitely haven't so the system's still working. The system's still doing what it's doing to pull us apart. And we way off code. So how can we avoid these situations? We we know, but what can we tell our audience of avoiding? Because my thing is, and I, I if don't... You, if you're doing the work on addressing you, can't nobody tell you about Tell you anything. anything. Right? Can't nobody make you feel less than what you are. Nobody can manipulate you if you've taken care of your shit. Go fix your holes before you share your energy and space with another person. We don't know. We are we are low-key serial monogamous. We bounce from one connection to the other, trying to fill holes that we need to fill ourselves first. If we can do that and we're coming into these situations to hold people, we're now having healthier conversations. True. So conversations that are not being taken the wrong way. Conversations where people are not listening to respond. Conversations where people are actually coming to solutions together. And at least if not coming to a solution at that time, they're being heard. And that's all everybody wants, right? To be so, heard. Yeah, just listen. Don't you want to be heard too. Because let me tell you something. <laughs> that black man that grew up in that single mother household, he ain't have a voice in that home either. So how you feel now that he don't have a voice in his own? I love my mother to death, but my, my opinion didn't matter. How I felt didn't matter. She was, it was her home. Highway, uh-huh. her way or the highway, right? Yeah. That was the structure. So now I carry all of that into my 20s. Right? Because, you know, I, I don't escape that until I leave to go to school. Right? I carry that into my 20s. As I now start to think about my life in the presence of another person, if you now become the next person to silence me, I'm now triggered. True. I don't know I'm triggered. Some don't feel right, but I'm triggered. I don't know how to, if I don't know how to express that to you, we're not at a place where we need to even be entertaining that. Because here's the problem: when those triggers are not, them triggers are not addressed. That's when resentment builds. And ain't nothing worse than two people in a relationship together feeling a number of resentment for each other, but it won't it's leave. Not get anywhere. It won't leave. Right? That type of shit. Is all types of codependent behaviors. Like it's it just it just just keeps deeper and deeper, and we're only addressing this shit on a surface level. We only look at it from a surface level until we 
started talking stats, and then we we talked the wrong stats. And we ain't thinking about how the people who who keep creating a system to pull us apart are looking at those stats. We keep giving them the game plan, the fuckers. Definitely. <laughs> and we and we don't we don't realize it. And and we're, we're not on code. We're not on code, and we're we're teaching our kids incorrectly. How to get and, yeah, and and you have not how to steal from the system, but how to get from the system. We ain't tell them how to break the system. We ain't talking about how to ban the system. We talking about how to constantly get from the system. And and you have these women, me also, that are raising these boys. I'm not. I ain't no man. I can't. I can't tell my son. And half of the conversations that he had with me, I don't even want to hear <laughs> because I don't know how to respond. And. And and I understand his honesty and, and I listen, but I don't know what to do. You're doing more for him by giving him a space to come and talk. Oh yeah, he definitely because at his age, he could be a fucking mute to you. Oh, he he's he's very verbal about stuff I don't even want to hear about. Kudos to you though. <laughs> because there was there wasn't there wasn't conversations in my house. I'm in my room. She in the den. We ain't talk. Talk about what? She ain't one of my little friends, so she's telling me. So what we talk about? <laughs> and I grew up knowing that you you don't you're not you're not around and, and when adults are talking. Yeah. Right. And she's not at home enough to sit there and say, "How was your day today?" She she been gone since I got home from school, and it's now almost midnight. By the time she got home from work, she just won't go to sleep. Yeah. So, you know, I want us to have better dialogue. I want us to have better communication, less negative communication. I want us to stop beefing and fighting with each other. But you guys got to come to the table, man, because we've been sitting here. We've been forced to sit here for a long time by ourselves. We've been forced to acknowledge our failures, our faults, our flaws. And all of your flaws are just you gaslighting us, telling us it's our fault. Yeah, we you know the it, acceptance. That's that's the first thing. That, that's in what alcohol anonymous. All these <laughs> no, you have to accept it. My name is Natasha. <laughs> I just I, I don't know, man. I, I I hope we get better. I want, I want us to get better. I don't know if people even believe me when I say this shit, but yo, I want so much better for us just as a people. And that and I'll, that'll only happen if we don't code together, man, like we used to be. And, and I, I, I think that... 80% even, married until 1965. And, and, I, and I say this, that even though, you know... You guys have to definitely check out our YouTube and our our lives. But even though I said um, on our live show that it's not going to change, I mean, as long as we try mm-hmm. and make that progress, right. it, little little steps do matter. They they definitely do because I can even see it. The difference when I see posts and stories and see people. And how we are trying to come together. 
I mean, we may not know how, we may not have all the right tools, but the effort. And, and I do. I, I see change. I see change in, on how some women do communicate and and no, I you know others. I see that things are still the same. Well, you know, a lot of people blame things on their environment, but you can get out of that. And a lot of people are afraid to get out of that space. Comfort is a motherfucker, huh? Comfortable. <laughs> so many. I, I I used to always say like the one thing that was my number one thing with dating is. As long as a guy can see outside of where they lived at. That comes with that comes with a uh like a knowledge of self though, to be able to escape your environment mentally like that. And and but the only reason I learned, and like I said in the beginning of the episode, is because I moved from not having anything and being in the middle class. Neighborhood that, that was a blessing you had. So what that if, was, what if I don't ever move? Right? Can can we just as men can we just finally get a little grace? Sometimes we don't get no grace. It's always more. We have, like he said, we have to overachieve at so many levels just to be accepted by our own. Can we get a little grace sometimes, man? Like I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired in a way that I'm just tired, Tosh. It, there will be change. Will. <laughs> I hope so, man. It will. You know, that's the one thing I, I like about my kids' school is that, you know, these are a majority of the kids that go to that school are from single parent households or they are either in some type of foster care or their parents aren't there or they may be considered um you know low income uh -huh. but they, they provide these kids with the opportunities that they would never get at home and and they see that they can do anything like one kid what two years ago got a full scholarship to Harvard and he was homeless mm -hmm. through the whole, like that whole time at school, he was homeless. You read about some of these kids at that school where, you know, it's, it's a five day boarding school. And some of them, when they do go home, they don't have meals to eat, you know? So these are kids that are in like, some of these kids are in the worst situations but this school is allowing them to see that, you know, just because it's bad at home doesn't mean the whole world's like this. Well, hopefully they can fix what we fucked up because we didn't get this right. We, we, we definitely didn't. So what, what is your conclusion from this episode? Is that we we should we should extend a little grace to each other. We have gotten so used to the oppression that we don't think that we're we're both still in this fight together. We feel like every everybody went to their corners. 
to try to tackle this on our own because they they got us. They finally in this in the 70s, they finally broke us. Yeah. Um, and we we haven't we've been clawing to survive and not clawing to reunite. And somebody has to come out and take punches for the other side to get us to come together to put our arms down. I have no issue with um, Kevin Samuels if he's going to drive the conversation. I don't care what people feel about what he's saying if it's truth to people who feel like they're not being heard. Because some of the some of the hard things that need to be said in the conversations I want to have with women are the shit they don't want to hear. Unfortunately. The same things we've been forced to hear, the same things we've been forced to listen to for years, you guys don't want to hear at all. So I don't care who the fuck the messenger is or how the message sounds, as long as it's getting out so that somewhere it can drive the conversation. And that's the only way we get back on code. I agree. I say this shit every week. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta find the conversation to get back. I'm hoping that each week we're having that conversation in some form or fashion. So, guys, if you're hearing this, you know, come to the page. Tell us what we're not talking about. Tell us what we what we need yeah. to be talking about so that we can continue to have these conversations because. I don't want no smoke no more. I'm a black man. I'm saying it. I need y'all. That's the only way this works. That's the only way we live a life of abundance is together. So I'm at the table, man. I'm waiting. Oh, it's my turn. Sorry. It's definitely I, was, your turn. I was I'm sorry. I was trying to write down some stuff. So with my conclusion, I wrote down, don't ever feel that you need to punish yourself. Um, I feel like we, as I mentioned with the school, we have so many resources and don't realize that they are provided to us. People, if you work, sometimes you have free, free therapy that is available to you. You just have to know what to ask for and also all you google users and google doctors google free free therapy i mean there are like group sessions for black people i mean a lot of services are being provided because we're recognizing that we are broken um people are recognizing that we do need healing so if if you really feel the need that you want to talk to somebody try to find those resources if you're not working you know, there are re free resources somewhere. So, I mean, or find somebody that you can confide into and talk to. And also with us, if you don't know, we do have a psychotherapist that we can find those resources for you. So we can definitely reach out to Robin and um, see. Shout where, out. Yeah, shout out if we can get those resources for you. But I, I really wanted to touch on this. I kind of stayed away from it because a lot of people may get offended. A lot of people won't, but we're hurt. We are hurt people. Listen, man. Um, yeah. We hurt and hurting still. Yes. 
So, I mean, in times of hurt, we should be coming together. Definitely. You know, um, we're just better together at the end of the day. We definitely are better united. And Antoine, how can we find you? Well, you know, as it says, you can find me on IG. My shit is pure comedy. And you can definitely find me on this podcast every week. All right. And you can find me at Natasha Renee, the creator on IG. You can find us Disaster Data 101 podcast on YouTube, Facebook, and also on IG. We are on Twitter, Disaster Date 101. Um, If you are not, again, people, if you are not on our YouTube, please join our YouTube page. Please join our Facebook page because we, we have some good conversations on there. We got a spicy live conversations on those. Yes. You you won't catch, you won't find those episodes on um, the audio posts. No. It's for Facebook and YouTube only. We're trying to, we're trying to, we're trying to grow some super users. No, I'm joking. Yes. We, we, it's a, we want everybody to show up. So please. We, come we definitely do. And I just want you to know, I am putting together a, a scavenger hunt uh, contest. So, in order to get some of these answers, you're gonna have to go to YouTube. You just sound like they got prizes with that. With prizes? I'm trying to put together, I mean, because I know we have a national audience. Um, right now I'm trying to put uh Amazon gift card together. Ooh, y'all know y'all like free shit. Yes, I'm I'm looking at a hundred right now. Damn, yo, you got money, money. <laughs> but it's going to be a, a real yeah. stack. Yeah, niggas got money, money. You better take that 100 and buy five $20 cards. Don't put all that on one card. You better go take 100 and buy five no. $20 cards. I'm dead I ass. May, I, may, I may break it down. Who going to hate $20 from Amazon? Look at that. That's $20 off that shit just been sitting in your cart forever. See <laughs> <laughs> your save for later. Come on. We got a max. I, 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 listen, listen, all right. How about this? You got to go. You got. We got to take a look at what our subscriber numbers looking like for um, YouTube. And if we can get, well, I don't know what we, what we had now. You know what we have for YouTube? subscribers where I we at right now where i know facebook i will say this facebook has been people showing us facebook facebook is easy what, what youtube talking about what we had on youtube i get to hear i hear podcasters and, and streamers all the time talk about what they're gonna do if they get their followers up i ain't never want to be that person all right <laughs> but I, will say this. I, I need to be that person right now i will say this where we at Oh, yeah. uh, give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. Because I got to go on the page. I'm sorry. Damn, I can't wait till you get that new computer. Right. New computer. We, we are manifesting new computers. New computers. Look, Put in the earth. Put in the world. I, I'm showing my age. I Put swear. in the world. I'm tell y'all. I'm showing my age. Where we at? Give me. I got to sign in. Oh, my God. Why aren't you already on this? Like, I was on my other one. Keep a, I got keep like a, two YouTubes. Keep a keep a keep a tablet open or something over here. Like you know what I'm saying? I'll be over here. Got five things going off over here. We have 35 subscribers. 35 subscribers. 35. All right. So if we can get to a hundred, 
by the end of this month. Oh, you're really pushing it. Hey, y'all. Antoine said it, not me. If we get to 100 by the end of this month, you two subscribers, I will match Tasha's $100 on that Amazon gift card. Oh, y'all heard that. Did you hear? I'll match her 100 I won't make her split that card up. I'll match that 100 and then we'll send out $200 cards. If, if, if you win the scavenger hunt. hunt, right? So the prize is now, right now it's 100 or it could be 20 I'm going with 20 But if we get to 100 followers, matter of fact, I won't even say by the end of this month. I say by one of my favorite dates in the world, my line brother Steve's May 15th birthday. Okay. May 15th. That's fair. May 15th. We can get, get to 100 by May 15th. And that'll give you enough time to get some information for the scavenger hunt because you've been following and you've been listening. Yes. And I will match Tasha's 100. And we will send out two $100 gifts cards. One to a male and one to a woman. Two. Two. How about that? So you have to be on all our you gotta be You got to be listening, on Twitter. You got to be listening. to throw out some random stuff on Twitter. <laughs> You got it. You know, we dropping we dropping breadcrumbs everywhere. You ready for that? <laughs> everywhere. We was dropping breadcrumbs everywhere. Yo, we are becoming one of these people now. Like we're gonna have to have like a running ticker at the bottom or something, right? Yes. Fuck it. You know what? I'll I'll whatever 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 brings you here so that we could drive the conversation, so that you could drive the conversation. I'm for it. Let's let's go. And the All first right? part of this, if you guys understand please leave a comment and let us know so mm. you gotta leave a comment somewhere so we know that y'all here maybe maybe we're saying it out there i know right i definitely want to thank we're going to we're going to announce that on the live too though yes yes mm. but they comment on the live though see that's what i'm saying uh, live, but we didn't tell them today we just kind of came up with this one so we're going to tell well, them I'm on live in my head but i just decided to you know no doubt we, we so good we're Gucci. All right. So don't forget again to follow us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, Disaster Dating 101 Podcast, Twitter, Disaster Date 101. Please like, share, and subscribe. No doubt. Thank you guys so much for Thank listening. You. Thank you Come to back. Australia, Canada, US. Thank you guys so much. We do appreciate the love. Good night. Night. <laughs>